What's up, bootstrappers? Uh, this is Katie. This is Nancy. Did you forget your name for a second? For a whole second, I'm like, who am I going to be today? Who am I going to be? We do wear many hats. Um, <laughs> but in this episode, we actually reached out to a lot of our followers and just kind of solicited advice or that they are looking for and basically said, if you could ask us a question that we can um, touch base on, what would that be? And we got several different questions coming in from various uh, business owners and followers. So very excited to dive into this and give them a little bit of advice. Yes, I mean, we're excited that we were able to get some questions, you know, come in and, and hopefully we can give you guys some answers. Yeah, and so uh, uh, we're looking forward to it. This is episode eight and uh, let's go. All right. So, uh, like I said, we reached out to our followers and we asked, hey, if you could ask us anything, any kind of advice that you're looking for, or maybe you're wanting some clarification on something, what is that advice? Um, and we would answer it in this episode and just kind of give a little Q&A session. And we got several questions from uh, various business owners and members of the community. So I'm excited to uh to answer those honestly. Me too. I can't wait to hear <laughs> questions. Oh yeah, because I have them, so I'm going to be reading Katie them has out. Them, but we've got the knowledge on. We've it, got right? the knowledge. So, uh, so I'm going to start with I think a really good question. It's something that we really haven't touched base on a lot. We kind of in the employees episode did talk about it a bit, but not really in in depth when it comes to this specific subject, which is came from Summershine. Summershine. Ooh, is, I love her. I know. We love Summer. Summer is the owner of Luna Juice Bar here in Waco. She has done a lot of really great things with the community. She's somebody after her own heart, very much a serial entrepreneur, also a Scorpio like me. So I think that's what kind of uh, adds a little to the spice to the mix. <laughs> that is so true. She's obviously so sexy. Uh, like, she oh, is. Amazing. She's so much fun she's a fun person to be around she also has a rogue media podcast coming out really soon which i'm excited about for that to launch so stay tuned for that but yes miss summer shine wants to know when dealing with employees who are also family members what boundaries do you set both at work and at home that offers a good balance of not being completely at odds with each other <laughs> Ooh, I don't even know if I can give advice on this because I don't even know how to solve it. But I do. I do. Both of us are experts at this. We both work with our husbands, which is a blessing and a curse. curse. <laughs> you said that with passion. Curse. Um, so it's, it's something that we both deal with. You know, I own the bar with Jacob. We've done other ventures together. We've worked together in other capacities before. So I have a lot of experience. And Nancy also with yeah, Brian. Brian and I have the agency together. He likes to think he owns the kitchen with me, which is fine, you know. Husband, wife, fine. Um, logistics <laughs> wise, yes, also as well, we, we're owners in that. Um, but working together um, as one, I think we should really hone in on this one. We're talking about when we work with our husbands, and we'll kind of give you our, our kind of like how we've dealt with it. But then we've also had, you know, you had a nephew working at, at the bar, and I have my son who works in the kitchen. So we've got a little bit of extra expertise in there. Oh, for sure. And I've worked for my dad before. So, I mean, there's lots, uh, you know, there's lots of trials and tribulations. I've used that twice now on this podcast but there's a lot of things that you have to go through and boundaries 
you set. And also just knowing, you know, that at the end of the day, it's like when you're hiring a friend, you know, you have to have your business hat and then you have your family hat and you have to balance that. Um, one thing that, you know, me and Jacob, you know, we're both ideas people. We're very much, we're, we're outgoing. We, we have ideas. We run a million miles an hour when it comes to that. And that is a huge strength. Um, but that also can be a, you know, a, a challenge when it's like, you know, I'll come to an idea to Jacob or he'll come to with an idea for me for like the bar or maybe something with keep it go loud. And I'm like, or both of us or one of us is like, that's not a good idea. This is why that's not going to work. And sometimes I take that personally. I'm like, well, why don't you think my idea is a good idea? And and it can kind of become an at odds thing. Do you experience that with Brian? Big time. <laughs> I don't and, know if you heard that eye roll. <laughs> and the thing is, um, Brian and I are very much, um, we're very stubborn. Um, not that, you know, I'm pretty much right. 99.9 percent i mean obviously anyways. same i mean come on guys <laughs> um not that i don't want to give him credit for his 0.1 percent but still i believe sometimes when we have ideas you know yes his ideas can be great too but whenever i come up with an idea and he's like questioning it i'm like wait okay and he, this is one thing that i told him last week as we we're trying to figure out a couple things and he's like it's not even doable i was like no that's the problem you're setting yourself at like that's impossible I was like, and I don't like to hear that that's impossible because it is possible if I'm willing to do the work and make it possible. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard, um, you know, as we're wearing the the business owner hats and then when we get home, it's kind of like, all right, when we're going to sit down at the dinner table, we're not discussing business. Um, you know, I've got to put on my, um, my wife hat and I want him to put on his husband hat. Cause I'd like to have, you know, husband and wife dinner. Um, but sometimes it, it's hard. It bleeds over. There's, it's really hard to put that line and, and say, no, no more business talk because that's the time when you're like, Hey, we're business owners. What about this idea? Hey, what if we do this tomorrow? And, and sometimes we we're at odds. Cause he's like, no, no. And, and of course, I don't like to be told no. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely that. And I would say something that I need to do more often um, is also like praising the ideas. It's a mutually thing. It's it's, yeah. it's it's praising the good ideas, being supportive if you maybe you aren't 100 percent on board and saying, all right, like, how can we make this work? And it's it's that balancing act. But then again, setting boundaries. And, you know, uh, it's one thing where I, I've worked for my dad and, you know, as a daughter, I'm somebody who wants to please my father. I'm the, that's just, I want my dad to be proud of me. I want all of these things. And there were a lot of times where he had to put on his business hat and I took it personally a lot of times. And it wasn't that it was a personal attack on me. It wasn't because I'm his daughter. It's not because he's not proud of me or he thinks I'm not capable. He's just pushing me as an employee, as somebody who had responsibilities and, you know, how can you do this better? And how can you, you know, this is how Nate, maybe you didn't fail, but this is, this is how I would have done it. And a lot of times, you know, I get defensive because I'm stubborn and you have to remember that's the business hat. This is, this is not Katie and Jacob or Katie and your dad or any of those things. It's the business. It's, 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 it's business. And again, setting boundaries. Don't talk about it at the dinner table. I'm the biggest 
biggest, biggest, biggest uh, failure in that, in that I want to talk business a lot. And then I want to talk about it, you know, during the day and, you know, Jacob's doing other things. And then at night when it's like 10 p.m., I'm wanting to watch my trash TV and Jacob's wanting to talk about something in the bar. It's maybe having those things. Maybe I need to schedule time. Maybe I'm make, make, giving myself my own advice right now. And I'm like, maybe I need to set. This is when we talk business. And after 10 p.m., no business. <laughs> that may be the thing. I, I don't know. You know, obviously people that are, are seeing us here in Waco and they, they'll see, you know, we're always running around. We're doing 50 different things at one time. And so when you set your trash TV time, I like to watch my trash TV time. As soon as I get home, everything's where it needs to be. You know, I'm, I'm ready to get in bed and put on the TV. And if he's going to take over the TV, then I'm TikToking. But this is the time I'm going to do it. Right. Because during the day, I'm I'm everywhere. And, and I don't have the time to, to get some of the things done and to just say, hey, I'm going to leisurely watch a show or just, you know, it wasn't. I think I did that last week. Um I'm not sure if you if you were there for the for the brunch. I think it was a brunch. So I went to brunch with a couple friends, and uh, afterwards I was like, man, I'm I'm like full like baby coma. Like you know, I've got to go and take a nap. Um, and and I did. I went home and I was like, I had to schedule like a 30 minute nap because you you're just running so fast that when we finally get to go to bed, you know, and this is our fault. But when I'm watching the trash TV or when I'm TikToking, I'm like, oh crap, it is 2:30 in the morning. I'm going to sleep <laughs> because I haven't been able to do that throughout the day. And you know, social media is big, and 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 we for us, you know, either we have somebody working our social media or we're scheduling something. So it's not like I'm not on social media, but it's the fact that I don't really do it as a time consuming thing because we've got tasks that we've got to complete for our business and whatnot so whenever I finally get to go home and lay down I'm like ooh, this is the time I'm going to catch up you know what's going on um I was talking to Katie because you know she's a Kim Kardashian you know the Kardashian <laughs> follower I love them so I said that I was like y'all I watched this TikTok about Kim K you know anyways it's just catching up on things that I saw I'm like what do y'all think is this true or not and so we get to catch up at that time and so it's harder because that's probably the time when Brian's like hey you know my husband is a eight to five eight to five is like he he is in the office. If you guys go by our office, you will find him every single time. I may be working from startup or from the bar or from downtown, you know, somewhere, but my husband's always at the office. So whenever we catch up, he's thinking, okay, before you turn on the TV or before you do that, let's talk this. I'm like, no, no, this is TikTok time <laughs> or this is movie time. Like, no, we've had all day to communicate and, and, and he was busy or I was busy. And now that I'm like, no. That's the one thing I will say. I want to make sure that I take a little bit of time. I'm like, please, I just want to watch the episode or I just want, like I'm not cut up on The Bachelorette and, and she is. And I'm like, spoiler alerts, like, no. So there's certain times when we have to set those boundaries of saying, all right, we own the business together, but we have to learn how to communicate and how to listen um, and when I say that is because sometimes I'm telling my husband, I was like, are you listening to me? He's like, uh -huh. I'm like, are you literally hearing what I'm saying? I was like, because there's, there's one thing to just be like, oh, I, I heard what you said. Yeah, good. But sometimes you're not really understanding the concept that I'm trying to say. So, yeah. And it's it's definitely not like with an employee where it's like you're, hey, this is what I need from you. There's that personal like pushback. So set boundaries, have that conversation. And maybe it's even saying, all right, now, employee that is a family member, I am putting on my business hat right now. And this is me talking to you as a business owner and you are a business owner or you are an employee or you are a whatever you are, you know, in business with and saying, I'm not saying this as a, you know, as your, your mom or your parent or your, 
cousin or whoever you've hired. I'm saying this as a business owner and maybe it's setting that kind of boundary, but I think that's a great question. It is something I learn and grow from and struggle with constantly is working with family. And, you know, it's, it's hard, but you know, sometimes it is really worth it. And sometimes it's saying maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's, you know, that that's also kind of the thing. Like, when is the moment where you're like, this isn't working and you don't want to ruin that relationship? That is the key. Just like with a friendship, you don't want to ruin that relationship. So it's dip your toes in the water before you go into business with a family member, for sure. And sometimes, like you said, it might be better to save the relationship or, or, you know, what you've got before going into the whole, okay, I'll hire you. And it's, it's easier to say this can work out because it can. We've seen it. Um, but then there's times I'm like, oh, that, that just doesn't that's not the right fit. And you know it and you see it. Honestly, it's it's communicating, you know, letting them know how you feel. Um, kind of like what we talked, you know, last week, setting the expectations, knowing what you expect from them, communicating because they won't know until you talk to them. Exactly. We're not psychic. I try to be. <laughs> I definitely try to be. I think I am sometimes, but not a mind reader. That's for that's for sure. Um, so I'm going, I think we did a great job on that one. So let's, uh, let's touch base on the next one. Um, so the next question we have is um, from Peyton, aka Prescription from uh, One of a Kind Records, which is a wonderful, wonderful um, record label here in Waco. He also is a big member of the community. He is starting a nonprofit to help other musicians learn the industry. And so um, he wants to know, are there any good resources to fund new local businesses in Waco? And we kind of touched base on this in our Pitch Perfect uh, episode a little bit. But, um, you know, I think to summarize it, you know, the best way to get funding is to have a concise business plan put together. And that is, how are you going to have, make money? What are your costs going to be? Who are you? Why are you starting this business? Putting together a good beautiful, impressive pitch, basically, of, you know, what it's going to cost, you know, uh, nobody's going to give a business money. Um, and, and I know Peyton, Peyton is one of the smartest people I know. And I know he's probably already done this. But for anybody else, um, make sure that you have what how are you going to make money? How are you going to do it? Nobody's going to give you money if you aren't telling them what is the benefit of that. And then what are you looking for from the person to fund the business? Are they going to have part ownership? Are they just giving you a loan? So it's it's finding out what you really are. What are you looking for and making that clear? I, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, knowing what you're presenting to them. Um, you know, you have to explain your business to someone because they, they don't know you or your business. So having a good um, kind of a description of it, a summary, letting me know what is it that you're going to do and how do you foresee yourself doing it? You know, what are your plans if, if you know, if, if during slow season and then what are, what are the costs? How are you cutting costs? Um, I actually got asked that today for um, our insurance. Um, someone asked me, is there like high peak time and low peak time? I'm like, yeah, there's times when we're super busy and then there's slow months. Um, so how do we um, adjust for that? How do we how do we make sure that we have a plan in place for this thing? And so for uh, a plan that you're going to have, I, I appreciate having a true, fully detailed 
your concept right there in front of me. If, if I'm going to read it, especially because that's probably the only way you're going to present it to somebody. Um, unless you are able to meet face to face, you know, depending on how you're going to go about it, speaking to them or, or describing it to them and having a plan in effect. Um, and I think we talked about um, another resource here in Waco is the Kiva loan. Yes. The Kiva loan is a great community um, funded, very similar to like a GoFundMe, except it is where you pay it back. So it is a loan. It's a community source loan. So it's really great if you don't have a lot of business credit or maybe you don't have great personal credit. Um, so that is one thing, you know, a lot of times when you're raising funds for a business, you need a line of credit, whether that's operating costs or, you know, whatnot. It's what gets you going, what starts the engine um, per se. And, you know, if you don't have a lot of credit, then a community-based loan might be the way to go. Um, sometimes it's, you know, are you trying to be profitable? You know, are you trying to do maybe go to the nonprofit route? You know, what, so then you need to go down. That's a whole different pathway, but then you have grants and other things involved that you can look into and grant writers and partnerships with other nonprofits. That's a route. Um, but then also the good old going to the bank. And when you go to the bank, you will need a business plan. Um, and if you don't have a lot of assets, it needs to be a damn good business plan. Um, but sometimes you can get a business loan based off your a simple business plan and your current assets. Now, the problem with that and the scary part of that is you're putting your assets yeah. on the line. It's, it's really hard to do that sometimes. But, you know, obviously, sometimes if you're really passionate about this and you believe in this, you know, business plan that you've got, maybe that is a risk that you take. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned earlier your personal credit or, or kind of your your business history credit. Um, that's another thing that I, I know we, we're going to have to touch base on soon because I think a lot of people forget that when you're doing a business, um, a line of credit can be very beneficial depending on your credit. Yes, absolutely. And it's 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 one of those things where you, you have to have a proof of concept um, to, you know, to really, especially if you're looking for investors um, and then understand when you are looking for investors, what are you willing to give up and what are they getting in return? Because nothing's free. Um, as we know, and it's, it's that kind of like thing. It's, it's like, okay, so if you give me, X, I need this amount of money to get the engine going. In return, I will either pay you back with interest or um, like really Shark Tank it. I mean, honestly, think about the different ways. If you haven't watched Shark Tank, I highly recommend it. It's addictive. Love it. Um, my favorite thing to do is watch the old episodes and then see where the businesses are now. Yes. Um, surprisingly, a lot of them fail or they get bought or they um, pivot or whatnot. There's a lot of great success stories out there. But I love seeing the different ways that they the, the, the investors, the sharks, um, say, okay, you've asked for you know, $500,000 for 10% in the business, but you're not showing me that, like if you're asking for $500,000 for 10%, now you're saying that your company is worth $5 million or whatever 500,000 times 10 is. Um, yeah, $5 million. $5 million. So yeah, thank you. My math was good. <laughs> I had to double check myself. But you know, they're like, you haven't showed me why this business is worth that. So you need to quantify why is your business worth that? So maybe that is taking a small proof of concept. This is how many, um, you know, uh, necklaces I have sold the past year. This is how much it has increased. This is my cost of um, acquiring a customer. So that's something that you have to look in. Are you paying for advertisement? Advertisement? Are you paying for market fees, vendor fees, all this kind of stuff? What is the cost of getting a new 
customer. Um, you know, like me personally, I do Google AdWords and things like that. So, you know, I try to get in customers who are looking for a bar in Waco, Texas, that maybe they're visiting. What is the cost per month versus the new people coming into my bar? And there's a ways that you can quantify that stuff. So cost of getting new customers, what is the tra- trajectory for the year? What is the growth? Where do you see yourself next year? How have sales increased from last year to this year? Um, there are a lot of different factors that you can put on paper to show that it's worth it for somebody to jump in. And local banks all day, every day, extra co. Uh, TFNB is a good one. Um, uh, Educators Credit Union is a good one. These are all local banks. There's a lot of them out there. And those are going to be the ones that are easier to sit down in front of and have a community investment um, and are going to really benefit from your success. I will say if you guys are planning to do something like that with a local bank, um, one thing that I recently learned, um, I have not been banking with this bank um, and they did an investment with us and, and, you know, I definitely appreciated it. Uh, amazing rate as, and I'm amazed, I'm like totally, totally grateful for that. But one thing that they mentioned to me is like, and again, amazing rate, but they're like, we could have even gone even lower where it's almost like zero interest. Um, if we had a previous relationship. So pretty much what they're saying is right now, um, you know, kind of our, for our business banking, we're kind of all, all across the board, just depending on which business we're discussing. But if I'm trying to start a relationship with, um, a local bank and I'm wanting them to give me a small business loan or a line of credit or anything like that, um, I have to consider I should have some sort of banking with them. And, you know, I'm thinking long-term wise, if I want to open up, you know, maybe by next fall of next year, I might want to open up, you know, I don't know, a boutique here in downtown Waco. So maybe I should start an account right now with a local bank. That way they have a year's history and they can see where I am, you know, how my banking goes. So when I approach them to try to get, you know, some sort of loan or a line of credit, I have a relationship with them. I've been banking with them. Um, and I had no clue on that just because normally we go, we, we get a bank, we decide this is who we're going to go with and that's that. But this is a, a good thing that I, I was able to learn. They're like, well, we kind of try to give a little bit more, you know, better rates for our current banking customers. For sure. And so I was like, I didn't think about <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly had never thought about that. But that's a great point. I mean, especially if you've got multiple banks, multiple, you know, maybe you have a personal account over here and you have a one business bank account over there. And if you're going to open another one, maybe open it up at a different one. That way you kind of spread across. You can always move banks. There's almost no cost to moving your bank. So you can always if one's not working out or there's a better benefit to go into a different one, you can always move it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, spreading the love and and having a plan in place and the more information you give the better I mean don't give too much information but you know know what your costs are going to be have a plan in place what is the future and how are you going to get there I love it yeah yeah well on that note let's uh take a break with our sponsors and uh we'll be back and we have a couple more questions on the line awesome Is your time as a business owner being absorbed by ongoing human resources issues and concerns? Are you spending hours recruiting, interviewing, onboarding, training, and struggling to retain good employees? Let the Victory Employer Services give you your time back. 
My name is Elaine Botheo, CEO and founder of the Victory Employer Services. Let my professional HR team provide one-on-one HR consultation and services for your business. We will write your job descriptions, oversee your interviewing and hiring processes, help you develop competitive compensation plans, help you stay compliant with employment laws, and much more. We are local here in Waco and we offer our services at reasonable rates. Let the Victory Employer Services offer you peace of mind. Call the Victory Employer Services at 254-715-7554 or visit our website at thevictoryes.com. All right, we're back. And, uh, you know, we have a couple more questions to cover. Nancy, are you ready? I'm ready. This is like a little gaming <laughs> show. Give me the next question. I know, right? It's like, uh, <laughs> is he an asshole if? Have you seen those videos? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> those are always fun. I love watching those. Uh, those are always, I'm like, oh, the answer is always yes. Just kidding. <laughs> There's a couple that I'm like. That's like the new thing. Well, all, that and also like she's a 10, but, you know, she she parks in the handicapped parking spot and uses her grandpa's tag. She's a 10, <laughs> but she owns six businesses and has no time for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question is actually from somebody who's, you know, he might own a business. I'm actually not really sure, but I know this character because character like he's a, <laughs> I know this character. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, this guy because he is an amazing, amazing person here in the community, and he's in a band, and his name is Daniel Lightfoot, and he is in American Merit Band, uh, which is phenomenal. They are very, very good. Um, in fact, if they're not in, like, giant auditorium stadiums one day, like, opening for somebody, I don't know what's going on, but they're really good. And he asked, how do you balance posting enough to keep people engaged without overdoing it? And so this is kind of a marketing question, which can be translated to businesses or not. Um, and, you know, th- this is a great question because I struggle with this, but there is th- there is correct answers here. There really is. Honestly, you just have to kind of look at, um, you know, and you, we've done it before when we've talked about or, when we're posting and what we're posting. But the the engagement, the audience, the timing when it's the best time. But also um, for people that are busy and, and probably cannot do it, there, there's resources either, you know, you can hire somebody to kind of manage your social media but also there's things that you can do yourself and kind of like set up a a kind of like a schedule Mm -hmm. so in automation you can automate it where you post every Sunday you're like all right Monday it's gonna hit at 11 o'clock in the morning Tuesday it'll hit at 10 30 like I I think for the most part morning times are are good but also there's some that are really peak at night times that we're like when we're exactly (laughs) watching everything um so it really just depends on on your target audience and, and kind of like what you're trying to get out there for sure i think that the 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 simple answer if you're just looking for how much is enough posting a good feed post is once a day you know if you do two you're running the risk of them not seeing the second one because that's just the way the algorithm works the way that the algorithm works from my experience is they're going to see the most recent one that you've posted that they haven't engaged with yet so if they haven't seen it yet or they haven't liked it yet they're going to see the most the the first post that you that you made um and then i would say at least six days a week five at the minimum um if you are a business that is um 
you know, you're open six days a week like we are at the bar or maybe five days a week like Parkway National or whatnot, you know, you maybe want to only post on the days that you're open um, or on holidays or maybe you want to post something. But it depends on if you're really trying to push something. If you're trying to push something like a specific event, which a band might be doing or like with me today, um, we have like a our Harry Potter trivia night tonight. You want to really rev it up as you get closer to that event. So, you know, you want to post it consistently, you know, I would say about a month out if you can or two weeks out. But that week of when you're in that seven day moment, it's like, all right, we're one week away and you really start, you know, pushing that. Another way to really keep people engaged is post things that people engage with. So um, stories that ask, ask questions, things like this or that are really great because what happens is people love of engaging with those and the moment that the algorithm picks up that they're engaging with you that means they like you and you're going to show up in their feed more yeah. so it's engaging with your audience and you know you want to keep them engaged where it's your job to engage them so that's one thing and a trick that I learned once and I've done this now that I've learned it and it works really well is if you have a big announcement Maybe you're going to announce um, an event or a change or your business or any of those things. If you have a big announcement, do not post for 24 hours. But what you do want to post is a story that engages. So a this or that or a poll or something that somebody can engage with, but do not post on the feed for 24 hours. Then when you go to announce it, then you make that post and it is something about the algorithm. Now, don't get me. Don't quote me. I don't have the Instagram, Facebook al algorithm manual. But from what I hear and from my personal experience, it works. And it's because that your previous feed from that day is not in their is not in their like their their main story feed because you haven't posted in a while and they engaged with you recently in your stories. And that is how you can get to the top of somebody's feed the fastest and the easiest. Um, and then picking graphics that are easy to read. Um, I like to make sure that all the information is mostly in the graphic because people don't read the, the captions a lot of times. Um, also doing um, hashtags. And also, you know, and I don't use this a lot, but a good $10 promotion also really helps as well. $10 can go far locally. It really can whenever you've, you, you know, you've already put it out there and you just want to boost that. It mm -hmm. really does boost that post and it reaches a little bit of a larger audience. People who aren't following you because it's hard to get on people's feeds. If they're not following you, they're most likely not going to see it unless you hit boost and then you're going to end up in other people's feeds and you can play with the demographic. Do not just go with the generic boosted demographic. Because right. You they're have gonna... to adjust it. You want to make sure you're paying that $10. So adjust who you want to reach reach like you know your your target audience the age you know whatever whatever it may be within you know local or you want to go national however you want to do it but don't just hit the ten dollar in boost and you just let all the default options go exactly it's it's yeah you want to make sure you target there's also ways that you can even say i want to target people who like life music there are ways to target like i want people who like harry potter or whatever you're doing you can 
literally use that to your advantage. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are using all of this data and stuff from you, and you can utilize that to your advantage. So um, they, they've gathered that for you. They know exactly who to target, and they want you to be successful when you pay them because then you're going to buy more ads. And so that's how they make their money. So at the end of the day, if you've got an extra 10, 20 bucks to boost that post, I highly recommend it sparingly, you know, and, and, you know, I haven't done it with the podcast yet, but I've thought about it, you know, and, um, so it's, it's, it's really just being smart and knowing your audience and you can Google. Um, there are a lot of articles out there that are like, what is the best time to post? And they'll tell you, you know, this range is a great time. This great range, avoid stuff on this date at this time. And, you know, use the other, all of the the work that other people have done on the back end to to your advantage. Yeah, doing your research is important, and and kind of like what you're saying, um, you know, for Parkway National, one of the biggest things that we've been very fortunate with is we've been word of mouth, and so we, we really do stay consistent in that. Uh, Brian is really huge in, in, in the towing industry right now, so he's really been engaging and focused on that. So as we have, like for instance, for um, our life and health side, we've got Medicare coming up, open enrollment, um, so you'll see a lot more coming through our social media where we actually are boosting that and in, in paying for you know obviously medicare is for like 65 and up so we're, we're making sure that we're targeting that and, and that we're pushing out that because you know and i've had somebody ask me well what if they're not online you know <laughs> um but a big thing like especially for me I, i'm always you know and my parents aren't there yet luckily but um whenever they do hit that age more than likely we'll be the ones checking in all right let me make sure your paperwork is where it needs to be let me make sure i've got your agent and you know whatever it is usually a a person like you know a, a child, a, a sibling, you know, however it may be, is taking care of those things. So I know that they're going to be looking at my post. I know that somebody's going to be like, oh, I didn't know that this is what they could help me with. So then they're reaching out and calling. I love that. Good job. I'm proud of you, Nancy. You're so sweet. She's like my hype girl, y'all. I do hype you up a lot. You're who I want to be when I grow up, honestly. You're so crazy. <laughs> well, um, we have one more question, um, and this is from a – Honestly, what somebody I admire so much, and uh, she's she's amazing. She's such a, a, a pivotal person in this community. And like, that is, is it? I who know, right? It? It's like drum no, roll. She did not give me these ahead of time. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> so uh, this is somebody who is a listener of the podcast. She's told us that um, she listens and she's loving it, and I love everything she does. Um, and honestly, she should be writing the book on all of this because she has done a great job with her husband, and that's Jaja with Cha Community. Oh. Yes. Jaja has done a great job. They just opened up their second location in Temple. They have amazing boba tea um, and they do a great job of building their brand and the story behind what they do um, and how how they are such a pivotal person in the community and the the history behind Boba. And then they also do like cooking classes. And I actually took one of their virtual cooking classes during the pandemic and I learned so much and it's, they are doing a great job. They could literally write the book on what to do. So go follow them. I highly recommend it. They are Jaja and Devin. They're great. Love them so much. But Jaja wants to know what is the hardest part about owning a business for us? And... <laughs> I could write a book on that. Yeah, we can write a book on all that. Um, you know, I'm going to go into kind of what one of the things that inspired me to start writing um, is balancing um, uh, being a businesswoman for me and then also uh, my family. We're, we're a blended family. So for me, that's been the hardest part, balancing, you know, being a, a business owner while trying to balance our home life. 
Um, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, regular home life's a hectic enough as it is, but being a blended family, we're trying to make sure that, you know, our children don't feel like we don't get enough attention or, you know, I still need this or I still need that. Um, that's kind of been my hardest thing, knowing that because I take my job, every single one of the things that I'm doing, I take them very, very seriously. But for me, um, being a mom is, is, is big for me. It's, it's, it's so rewarding. Amazing. I love it. I love my kids. Um, and I think that's been the hardest thing because sometimes I do feel, am I doing enough for the kids? Do they feel like we were just so involved in work that maybe sometimes, and, and you know, Robert's in, in, in the kitchen with us, AJ's in the agency with us. And so it's crazy to see, you know, I love, I love my kids and I love that they, they're also getting that kind of like the whole entrepreneur thing going, but also am I being a good parent with them? And again, this is my struggle for me and everyone's is so different, but for, for our business and, and going into multiple businesses and also still I'm like, should I be doing this? But I, I mean, ideally I'm setting them up as well, you know, and I'm setting things to go for our future, but also for my children, kind of like what I'm leaving for them. Um, but that's kind of one of my biggest struggles. Whenever I look at my kids, I'm like, did I spend enough time with them? You know, or did I, you know, just kind of put her on an iPad for an hour and 30 minutes instead of her normal one hour a day type of situation. Um, and so th those are kind of the struggles and, and I'm learning to deal with them. Um, but I also love that my kids are also front row seat to seeing what we're doing. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's so relatable to a lot of things and just saying like, am I being a good mom? You know, it's, it's hard because you are a really good mom and <laughs> you are a great mom and, and, and you want to, you know, you do a lot of things with your kids and for your kids. And, you know, I've gotten to see you parent and, and talk about the struggles and things like that. And, and that is a real thing, a real human, you know, quality of saying like, I'm a good business owner. I am a hustler. I work hard. I, I'm involved in the community. I do all these things, but I'm also a mom. Like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know if I could have kids and do what I do. Like, I, I don't think I have the capacity to do it. And you do. And yeah. that's really admirable. I mean, admirable. I think, and you know, so many people do it. And, and that's one of the biggest things whenever somebody's like going through a situation um, and or like I've, I've heard, I think in the last month, somebody was talking about, you know, they're going through a divorce. They're not sure what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. I'm like, I went through a divorce once um, and it was just AJ and myself before I, you know, I had the, the rest of the kids. And so as my husband came um, into our marriage with three kids, and of course I came with my one, that's the, the concept of, of the being the blended family because it's a struggle there as well. Absolutely. I grew um, up in a blended family yeah. and it's hard it's hard it's not easy but also for me you know like i i want to make sure and in, in our home right now we've got our, our two youngest you know robert and aj and um one i'm trying to remember for robert you know in when brian came to the marriage he had the three robert was the baby but for me i had my one aj who is my only child that i've ever bared and the baby for me so i want to make sure robert doesn't lose his you know i'm i'm the baby in our family and aj doesn't lose it. i'm the only baby you know so we've we've had to try to adjust all these things and along the way we've done the, you know the businesses so they come along with us and so I, I was very happy and very fortunate that Robert's been able to work in the kitchen with us. And th this is his first job. And one of the things that I, I was telling my husband is with it being his first job, we're, you know, able to say, hey, he got to work his first job with us. You know, and, and another thing we teach him is your work ethic. Make sure you do it right. Make sure you're proud of what you're doing. You know, it's a job, but you want to make sure you're you're leaving a, a good impression of, hey, Robert's a good employee. Robert's doing what he needs to do. And with AJ, man, she hustles me because she will not sell me a shirt for cheap. 
<laughs> if, if you've guys seen us or heard us um we talked about a shirt that um katie designed and i made sure it got um printed and impressed um so my daughter my daughter has a, her own heat press machine and then she does her own business and so i'm like hey mommy needs this shirt and uh, she's like that'll be 35 dollars. i'm like i'm your mom she's like um putting her business hat on she's like we don't do any family discounts here <laughs> <laughs> but I love that she's learning that because I've talked about that and we've talked about that. You know, we just actually mentioned that. What was it last week when we talked about people using the bar? Sometimes it benefits you. Sometimes, you know, depending on what it is, charging or not charging, do not undersell yourself. Well, obviously, she's not underselling herself. <laughs> <laughs> For anyhow. sure. But yeah, it could be a struggle. But like I said, that's kind of my thing. Always knowing, am I doing enough in the business? Am I doing enough as a mom? No, that's so that's so great. I don't even know if I could top that. Like mine would be so superficial. Like, what's the hardest thing? And it's like, you know, I I think the hardest thing for me is I'm so um, you know, I'm a I have crippling, crippling imposter syndrome, you know, where I don't feel like, you know, I don't deserve to you know, be at the table or I, I, what gives me the right to even have a podcast like this and tell anybody anything because I have no idea what I'm doing. And, um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I see other bars and I see other restaurants and all this kind of stuff and they do everything so right. It just, and, and, you know, I'm very self-funded where, you know, I, I bootstrap it if you, you know, per se. And, you know, every, every dollar that comes in is going back into the bar and, you you know, I, I, I used my own funds and I, I got a little bit of a, a you know, um, help from family a bit, you know, once I presented what I wanted to do and I'd already made the decision that I was going to be doing this. And, you know, I, I've been able to do it that way. But at the same time, it's like, who am I to own a bar? Who am I to tell anybody that, you know, they should go and own their own business and stuff when it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And <laughs> that, you know what, when you say that, that's the perfect reason for doing this because when people look at you know anyone else that's owning their own business they're like wow look how amazing it is look at this but bullshit there are shit behind the scenes <laughs> that you don't see and we're right here telling you we go through the highs and the lows and we are sharing you like we are sharing it over with you you're gonna find out when we literally fell flat on our ass but we got back up and, and did it again and so a lot of people will not share that it, it kind of seems like it's um they see it like an enable like they're they're failing or how are people gonna look at me but like they kind of look like look how great like you know i mean it's kind of like a you know smoke and mirror like everything's perfect everything's great you know and it's not and i can guarantee you it's not for hardly any business owner right. you know if, if they're not in the trenches like really struggling through the, the ins and outs of owning a business they probably have more money than they can handle <laughs> i mean honestly because you know i'm if i would i hope one day that that's the case and i don't have to be as involved and I get to do a lot more of the administrative and the growing and the expanding and all of that kind of stuff. But right now that is not the case and that is not the case for the foreseeable future. So, you know, that's the struggle and, you know, know that if you feel that way, like if you're feeling that imposter syndrome, I know a lot of people do, you know, you're not alone. And most of the time it's the the bad person on your shoulder telling you that and it's your self doubt. And, you know, we all have that. So, you know, just, just be confident in why you do it. Why you're doing it, um, and why you deserve to sit at the table for sure. And knowing that working in the business 
will get you to being able to work on the business later on. For sure. Because, you know, that's kind of where we are right now. Um, I'm, you know, you've just had your anniversary of having the bar. Well, your soft opening, we're coming up on one year um, and we're at two and a half years. But I still tell Brian, I'm like, we're still working in the business. Like we're still in it. We're not ready to work on the business where we can just say, hey, we, we've made it. And now it can kind of just go on its own. We go and take, you know, the backseat for a little bit. And so we'll get there. Yeah. But it's taking us saying, hey, we're working in the business right now yeah totally and you know it's one of those things I'm so transparent with a lot of the things like when things do go wrong like I mean just the other day we had a water catastrophe on first Friday our biggest night of the month the bar is flooded it smells bad because it's like water from in a pipe I'm freaking out I'm like we're not going to be able to open it was one of the most stressful moments I've had as a business owner because it's like a, there was almost a point where I'm like we're not going to be able to open tonight we do not have running water right now and you know it's it it was a, a time and I thank God I had Nancy and Brian and my husband to like really get me through that because by myself, I could not have done that. Um, I probably would have just broke down right then and just said, I'm done. And, you know, it's it's those are real things that do happen. And you just have to gather your resources, rally the troops and get through it as best as you can. And if I hadn't have been able to open, you know, it would not have been the end of the world. And, you know, you you bounce back and you figure it out and all of those things. But, you know, luckily, you know, I, I had to open late. But I still got to open. And, you know, it's it's every there's a there's a light at the end of every tunnel. There is. Otherwise, and, you're in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> there really is. And, and knowing to, to kind of keep for that, you know, it, it's it's kind of I don't know if it's a little cliche to say keep the faith that you're going to make it. But I really believe that if, if you're in it and, and for the right reasons, if you got the right tribe next to you, you got you're going to do it. You're you got it. it. We got it. We got it. We got it. We've got this, Nancy. We got this. We kind of lean on each other. Even though she likes to think she's like an inch taller than me. She wears platforms, y'all. I am an inch taller than you. I'm 5'1". You're 5'0". All right. I got a whole inch on you. A whole inch. You know, we might be short, but there's a lot of there's a lot of fire inside and we've got a great network and you know, we've got, you know, Jacob and you've got Brian and we've got each other and we've got our friends and you know, at the end of the day, you've got us, the listeners. Uh yes. we're here and uh you know, I'm really excited that, you know, y'all made it through this and we've made it through eight episodes so far and I'm excited, especially <laughs> for you guys that are listening and and you know, following us on, on Instagram and Facebook and, and sharing our posts. I mean, it makes me happy when I, when, you know, we get that message, especially on Instagram, you know, you've been mentioned in a story. Um, that That's a big thing for us. So thank you guys so much for that. You know, it's funny. Our uh, friend of mine who owns don't eat beads a really great, I'm actually wearing her ring today. Look at that. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. I'm wearing the ring today. It is beautiful. Please go follow them on social media. Don't eat beads. Um, but she let me know that we were the first podcast she ever listened to she had never listened to a podcast oh. before and she shared it on social media and was like listen to my first podcast like oh, see you guys that's so sweet i love it and I, I i love every moment and it's so fun and well i'm excited for uh next week as well me too can't wait and y'all stay tuned i mean you just never know when we might get crazy ideas oh we got plenty we got plenty coming up <laughs> well we'll see you next time
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 